Wednesday afternoon. That's about it. Now we actually met because I was on brunch with the boys show and you were just so nice and kind. You just came in my DM. So people, I am nice. I am very nice. <laughs> <in Brooklyn. laughs> Only if you're genuine. And me and you, we get to talking and we talk mm-hmm. and we talk and we talk about all types of stuff. And that's how we came to this episode. So tell us about yourself and what you have going on. Um, well, I'm just a mom of three kids. Um, my oldest is 26. My youngest daughter is 18 and my son's 14, heavy into football. Um, been single two years, been divorced. Um, it will lead into that, but, um, you know, just working mom average love life right now. Don't really, um, you know, worry too much about what's going to happen and what's not in my life. So and you look great, girl. Girl, you look, like for real. Like you look great. Like honestly, you look like a home girl. Cause I'm about to be thirty. <laughs> but when you told me, I was like, wait a minute, her kids are kind of up there in age. I would have never have guessed your age because you look amazing. Do you have any secrets for us, girl? Any kind of tips you can give us? <laughs> <laughs> no. Start early. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know what? I like that. I do. I had my daughter when I was twenty-one, and I actually. Glad I got it out the way, you know? Yeah. hmm And I, I think I told you or you had said I'm going to be a grandma next year. Wait, you're going to be a grandma next year? Yeah, I told you. I'm going to be a grandma next year. <laughs> Girl, that's going to be amazing. What? Do you know what it is yet? No, my daughter's going to have it be a surprise. But I'm not going to be called grandma. I want to be called Lala, so. Oh, I like yeah, Lala, yeah, because you, you look so great, Lala. But congratulations, that is a blessing. Uh, I'm always wishing for girls. Girls are amazing, you know, love shopping and having a great time with girls. So we're going to be talking about dealing with narcissists, okay? This episode is called The Narcissist Tales. And we, how did we come across this? That's, that boy, that that little conversation I posted in my story. Right. Of that guy. Yeah, I, I may insert a clip in here for you all. So we got to talking about narcissists and me and you talk about things that we've been through. Now, I haven't been through much. I'm still, you know, God, please don't let him crazy people. But you have been through a lot, but you have learned from it. And a lot of things that you have been through, I think it's a learning lesson for all women. So a narcissist, like what is your definition of a narcissist? Well, um, I don't know if you knew, but there's really three um, narcissists that actually are titled, you know, the covert, the malignant, and then um, I think it's called the overt narcissist. Mm -hmm. So there's three different sections of narcissists. Um, It can be anywhere from they like the way that they look. Um, They feel like, you know, they have no rules. They have no type of like empathy for people or compassion. I'm so glad we met. Me too, I feel the same way. Yeah, you know, cause you just, you have all the qualities that that I lack and I can't wait to feed off of them. Aw, wait, what? What I mean is that I think we're soulmates. At least I'm gonna fool you into thinking we are so I can manipulate your emotions. (laughs) Excuse me? 
Come on, let's move in together. I want to wake up next to you every day so I can gradually withhold affection and treat you like shit behind closed doors where no one else can see. Oh, and the person you've been falling in love with? Just a mask. I totally made him up to make you addicted to me to confuse you about who I really am. What the fuck? Also, you're never going to be enough for me. I'm going to constantly cheat on you because, you know, a narcissist got to have their supply. All right, I think it's time for you to go. Oh, come on, don't be like that. I just want to drain you in every way possible so I can feel better about myself and how empty I am. All right, get out. Mm, I think we, I've dealt with a few people, but also there are family members and friends who are similar to that way also. Uh, I don't know if you remember that post I posted to my story where the guy was explaining, um, a narcissist guy, but he was speaking from a point of view as being a narcissist man, but he changed his ways. Yes. And I love his definition of it. You know, pretty much, you know, like that conversation that you heard on my story where he, he they're, they live in a fairy tale. Narcissists. They, they live in a fairy tale. Like that guy, I was like, I'm engaged. I lied to him and said, I'm engaged. He's like, you still mine. Yeah. You ain't you gonna always be mine. A narcissist can't comprehend, like, I don't want you anymore. Right. I don't like you. Have you dealt with anybody like that before? Uh, yes and no. I mean, I was married to one for seven years, but I didn't realize that mm -hmm. there was a narcissist term to it until after I got out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and they do, they live in this huge fairy tale. Nothing, um, is, uh, off limits. You tell me, no, I'm going to find a way to get around it basically. Right. Sleeping with a narcissist. A lot of us out uh, there, you've been sleeping with a narcissist. And um, like this particular lady I came across on TikTok, she talked about how she was in an abusive relationship and the husband called the police on her. But her current husband now is the actual police officer that came to the house that responded. So really? she was talking about how she didn't. Yes, I have to see. I'm going to see that link to her story because it's yeah. amazing. I wrote her and told her that's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. So she didn't realize he was a narcissist because he pretty much made her feel like nobody else is going to want you like you mm -hmm. need. Me. And that's why she stayed so long because she had kids. They had that big mortgage. She felt like she could not move on without him. And narcissists, they are very manipulative. They will live and make you feel like you're this small. Right. It's actually called trauma bonding. It's like the bread crumbing, you know, um, I love you. 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 And then all of a sudden they just flip and you don't know what you've done. You don't know why. Um, and it is the most confusing thing to go through. Mm, it'll make you start thinking like, okay, there's something wrong with me. Right. Right. It's the gaslighting. No. the gaslighting terms i never even knew of gaslighting until up to about a year ago mm -hmm. that's why i appreciate online and all these type of shows books and things like that where they're teaching us what it is because i just thought that people were just crazy i'm like you're crazy you're delusional i didn't know it was the actual term for it do you consider it like a mental disorder um it actually is a mental disorder um mm. and i think it's called mpd Narcissistic personality disorder. Mm, I wonder if they have a now. We talked about sleeping with a narcissist. What about being raised by a narcissist? <laughs> I haven't been raised by a narcissist. I know that um, my past childhood trauma. Um, my dad is a narcissist, but I didn't like grow up with him. It was very little interaction, but it was 
very toxic interaction. I noticed that with the patterns of my men, I was like, well, this isn't comfortable, you know, but it was normal. Wow. So you know this as dating, were they similar to your dad? Um, bits and pieces. Yeah. Um, you know, when I started getting healthier, um, I started to notice those red flags a lot quicker. Wow. That's deep. I know my, um, I have a situation with my mom, uh, last year. A lot of people don't know where I didn't realize that my mom had all these things that was wrong with her <coughs> or that the fact she was battling drugs, you know, to a family member told me that my aunt said something. She said, she said, she's a narcissist. She's like Donald Trump. She just lie, 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 lie. And I said, okay, so I said, that's crazy. Sometimes when you can lie so much, you start to believe your lies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you yeah. really start to believe them. And those yeah. are signs of a narcissist. So even though she said it as a little joke, I said, hmm. You know, I had grew up believing that my family did this and that when the whole time it was a big lie. And it really had me to, I went to therapy. You know, we got a courage, you know, going to therapy, talking to somebody, you know, it, it's a special, so budget your money. <laughs> it really is. Have you did therapy? Yeah, I did therapy um, for two years. Um, I actually did um, EMDR. That's with the eye desensitized movement um, that brought up a lot of stuff. I used to actually wake up um, in, um, in from my sleep with night terrors. Um, it's, a, it's a huge like you said, I mean, it's so cliche to go to therapy, but I mean, we just, it has to be supported because we grew up with such childhood trauma. Mm -hmm. If you don't get rid of that stuff, it is so sad and it continues to go unless you break the cycle. Mm -hmm. And even like what I've noticed too, when I went, there was a lot of stuff from my childhood that I did not necessarily remember by my mom, because when you're so little, I was the only child, so I kind of pushed that stuff in the back of my head. Mm-hmm. So five years go by, 10 years go by. Now I'm about to be third. I'm like, wait a minute. I remember something that happened when I was nine years old that I must have pushed, pushed in the back of my head. But narcissists, they really will make you believe like they're like this angel. So we're going to move on to how to actually spot a narcissist for people who are watching, because I'm pretty sure people are going to enjoy this episode. This is a big conversation because a lot of people didn't realize that you literally got family members and people that you are laying up in the bed with that are narcissists. Right. So I sent you a few of the key points. Now, one of the things they say to spot out a narcissist is entitlement. Yes. You pretty much think that everything revolves around them. Yes. Um, and it's absolutely true. I mean, you are, um, once they hook you, it's, you know, you, your world needs to revolve around them. When, when it comes to kids, it doesn't matter. Kids, work, it revolves around them. And it's just such a, um, it's almost like Stockholm Syndrome. Mm, and it's draining. I can imagine it's so draining too, because you have a life, you have kids, you may have things going on out there, people who are watching. And this person like, what a, okay, another situation I came across. You know how sometimes, like, the lady was saying, and I came across her video, she was like, her and her husband work the same amount of hours, they get home the same amount of time, they share both those kids. Why is it that he goes and lays down while she has to cook, clean, the kids are running around, helping her homework, because, and, and, and she has to do that, but he doesn't care about all that, he just wants her attention, he wants sex. He doesn't care about what she has to do, dinner has to get, and the kids are hungry, he wants to be tend to. A right. narcissist. 
not realizing that there's other people in the world that matter besides you. Right. Mm-hmm. right. It's 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 absolute truth. I mean, narcissists want to give off that um, they are the best parent or best um, partner, and some of these narcissists haven't spoken to their kids in years. And wonder why. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Ding, ding, ding over here. <laughs> and they wonder why because like it's almost like you be like you you said a key word you said they have their hooks in you mm-hmm. it's like they have their hooks in you you're almost like in a trance like you're like wait a minute it takes you to snap a snap i like wait a minute yeah wait a minute wait a minute now i haven't necessarily been in a serious relationship with one but i have encountered many of them and i have a I, i'm not afraid to admit these people when i see a red flag i run Okay, I don't want to stick around and figure out if you did this. I just run. So I don't <laughs> haven't been in a relationship with one, but I've met plenty, 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 and dated plenty who right. definitely gave me entitlement. Like I have a child and I work. Right. Okay, you text me and call me. I will get to you when I feed my child. Right. They don't understand it. <laughs> no, and and speaking of like the text messaging and phone calls, that's another thing. Is like it's a red flag. When they're going to continuously consume your day in text messages and phone calls, um, that's an abandonment issue with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know what's so crazy? That's actually number six on the list. I can't wait to get to that. <laughs> that guy from that story um, that talked about the abandonment, that they, they hate abandonment. Yeah. Man, no one else's opinions matter. Narcissists, they talk over you. They interrupt everybody when they're talking. Like nobody point of view matters but ears. Yep. Oh my gosh. I'm sure you've met me and they won't even let you get a word in. Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, you know, it's like it's funny because after all these years and then um being away from it, I finally found my voice. So that's the most empowering thing is like when you think back, like, damn, there's no re- no reason for me to even say anything because I'm gonna get talked over anyway. So let me just you know, you're not coming over here. I have a man. You know, what the fuck do you not understand? I have a man. You know. You know, you are insane. Where is your woman at? I don't got no woman. You always going to be my woman. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Hey, listen, you going to be my woman when I come out here? And oh, you got, you know, you got to grow up, you know. You know, we ain't seen a bit intimate in years. You gotta let it go, bro. No, that means I've moved on. You know, you gotta move on, bro. I've been moved on. I don't know what you talk about. I know you ain't talking about moving on, girl. You a dude. You was a little, you was one of my dudes. You know, you know what? Good night. Good night. You're being disrespectful. I, I look here. I, I wish, I hope everything work on all right, but I'm going to sleep and I'm tired. Sit here and listen. Mm-hmm. And then you're not even listening no more. It's the same. Wah, 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 wah. Like, okay. <laughs> they just, they, it's like they almost get turned on by hearing themselves talking. They don't even make no sense. And if you all listen to the people out there, a lot of these narcissists, they repeat themselves. Yes. <laughs> over, over and over. <laughs> and you heard the story a hundred times. <laughs> right. Like, okay, okay. But you don't need to say anything. Why not? Because as soon as you talk, it's like mm-hmm. they're gonna jump on you and get louder and louder. Right. Next, 
Um, there's no such thing as rules to them. A narcissist person is most likely to, you know, seek out special treatments. Um, they always feel wrong. They're always violating or stealing or some type of way. Like, they feel like they're above the law and rules. Yeah, a lot that's of the victim mentality. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are sitting in jail now realizing, okay, like, you thought you was going to get away with it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. A lot of serial killers, too, or narcissists. King of narcissists, queen of narcissists, too. So yep. I want to just you know, point out men out here, because men and women can be narcissists, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, do you know, I've seen this mentality. I don't know what's going on, but it's this new mentality amongst women where they feel like, they don't realize, like, when the more they say it, they sound like narcissists. His money is my money. Like, no, it's not. Yep. What's mine is mine and what's yours is mine. That's a narcissist. Like, yes. <laughs> oh, he should buy me. He should buy me and do nice things for me, but I don't have to do anything for him. Right. Why do you think that, <laughs> ladies? Like, I look here. It's the truth. Yeah. But a lot of y'all have narcissist traits. The only thing is that men are starting to notice with y'all. Right. Right. And, and the female narcissist is like just as bad as the male narcissist. Mm, really? Could you, do you think it also has something to do with, you know, we're normally women are supposed to be like the queens and men are supposed to take care of us. So mm. you think that has a hand in it too? Um, yes, but I think that you had brought it up one time in one of your shows, um, the, uh, or you and I have talked about the pretty privilege. So- oh yeah. That pretty privilege also when you have a female narcissist, it's terrible. Oh, when they don't realize they are. Oh yes. Oh, that's dangerous. And a lot of friends, oh my god, there are so many friend groups that are like that. that <laughs> yes. Like your friend, like, like, oh my gosh, there are some of you all who have friends where if a guy pays you attention, like all of a sudden, no, like no. Like, come on now, because I've had friends like that where the guy's paying you attention. In her mind, she's like, he's showing her attention. Like, look at me. Like, I'm amazing. Like, you can't even, you can't even get any shine. Oh, my gosh. That was a great point. Yes. Yep. Um, You know, and I've known one very, one female narcissist. I've known many, but I had to deal with one for quite a long time. Mm -hmm. Was it a friend? Uh, no, it was somebody that I had worked with. Oh, oh narcissists in the workplace. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, you know what? I, I, I don't even recall, though. I, my current job, I've been here, like, almost four years. But definitely throughout my 20s, I was going to a new job every year. So I didn't stick around. To, to learn. You <laughs> was a narcissist. Like, <laughs> but there are some people that get that particular supervisor or manager position oh my gosh don't yeah. let them get promotion oh oh they think they're king and queen of the world they take it they take it so up everybody yeah. is below them and what i've noticed what i've noticed in situations like that is that it only gets them so far in the workplace mm-hmm. before people just let them go like okay you're just making everybody else uncomfortable you guys to go they never normally last that long in a position. Have you had any that you worked with that lasted long? Yeah. Um, the last one I worked with, and hopefully she'll never hear this, but um, it was almost 30 years. And as soon as they retired, it was like a completely different work environment. Uh, mm-hmm. 
Oh, my she did she? Oh, oh, oh no, I would have left. I would have left. Mm-mm, I can't. Yeah, I, it was it was during my divorce or during my marriage. So it was a different experience, but now it's like, golly, you think back of that experience. Like, I can't believe I went through that. And it's at work. Like sometimes yeah. you spend more time at work than you do at home. It's like, I have to deal with you. By the time, oh, I feel for people that have to deal with narcissists at work and yeah. you got to go home to one. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh my gosh. I couldn't imagine. Oh my gosh. And then, like you talked about, pretty privileged fixation on appearance. Pretty much, they like to keep up with the Jonases. Also, jealous and envy if you look better of them. Oh, we know those friends that if you look good and you're getting shine, they're gonna make sure to bring you down here. Yeah. Okay. You can't even have a little confidence because they're like, oh no, they know that you. Their insecurity is allowing them to think that you look better than them and you're prettier than them. So they want to make sure that you know that. Right. A lot of groups have that like that. That's a toxic, that's a toxic friendship. It really is. Um, you know, uh, you talked about the keeping up with the Joneses, um, I think in our bullet points and it's the absolute truth. There were things that I didn't even realize that in my marriage where I'm like, well, why do we have to do this? Why do we have to do that? It was constantly, I want to drive a new car. I want the best of the best shoes. I want the best of the best clothes. And, um, in the friendships, I've had one of those. It was just like, wow, like you can't believe that. It's, it's, it doesn't, to me, I'm fine in sweats and a t shirt and dressing to the nine and being upset about who's dressed the way that they are. There's no point in even going out with you. Mm-hmm. It's a it's lot. Bragging. It's not like, okay, I look nice. It's okay to look nice, but why do you have to make everybody feel bad because they don't have what you got or they're not dressed how you're dressed or they don't want to wear their hair how you wear it. They want to make everybody around them feel bad, but deep inside, they love it, though. They right. love it. <laughs> they want to be bedrooms. They want to look the prettiest and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, like, um, you know, those, oh my gosh, I had a friend like this in high school. Oh my gosh. I don't want to say necessarily she's a narcissist, but if I got something, oh, I'm going to get one, too. I'm going to get a fur coat, too. I'm like, okay. Right. Yeah. I got a new cell phone. Oh, my mom will give me a new cell phone. I'm like, okay. I got a, like a little summer job. Oh, yeah, I didn't really notice it until another friend brought it up. What was so funny? She never got any of the stuff that she said she was gonna get. Like, like wow. almost like a competition. Like, you know, who got it? I wanted to. And a lot of friend groups are, you know, realizing that now that you know it's a turn. It all goes to jealousy. It's all the same thing. Jealousy, envy, is all mixing up right. together. And that's what I was gonna say. It's like that slight envy of what you don't have that insecurity about oh my gosh yeah you don't have that insecurity but I may and I've got to try to figure out how to keep up with that Mm. that's just an example and Mm -hmm. you know unless you are so comfortable with yourself it'll bother you Mm -hmm. it really will it will literally eat you up and you won't even know realize that because you're thinking like that's my friend my friend wasn't there you know right Mm-hmm. Right. Cause genuine people, I mean, I consider you a genuine person, but in myself as a genuine person, we don't think anything of it because it's like, we'll, we'll give you the shirt off our back. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. But narcissists and, and female friends like that are like, well, why the hell would I do that? Right. That's, oh my gosh. That is so, that is so, so true. I had a, speaking of coworkers, I'm not even going to necessarily call her a friend. 
um, when I worked at the election office during um, the Trump election. Oh, she was clingy, clingy, very clingy. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and what I noticed about her was another girl started working at the job. She was very pretty. Um, she had brunette green eyes. She was white. And all the guys liked her. And me and her, me and her talked like once and we we literally connected. Yeah. And we still are cool on Facebook. You know, we talked about how me you talk, that's how we still talk. And she was so jealous. Why are you talking to her? Oh, I thought she's cool. Yeah. Then she was mad because all the guys that liked her, no, they had they had their eyes on her. He was pretty, great personality. They all liked her. So I kept making fun. I was like, what is wrong with her? Like, literally, she got to the point where, like, I would eat lunch. I got tired of eating lunch for her every day, Jess. Like, she wanted to eat lunch every day. And I'm the only child. I need my space. Like, I would right. sit in the car and talk to my boo, and I would hide out from her. And literally, like, I literally end up snapping on her. To the point, like, you know what? Uh-uh, I need my job, okay? I need my job. I got my baby. Uh-uh, I just disciplined myself from her. She definitely had narcissists. Oh, my God. They so jealous. Yes, yes. And, 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 and you don't, And you don't know why. I, you know, I never knew why. Um, and this is so interesting to me when I went through all my stuff is, like, I didn't really even start liking women as friends up until these last maybe five years. And then, yeah and then I had to go back and be like I never knew why somebody was so upset at me I never knew why somebody even talked about me or had a some type of feeling because it never bothered me mm-hmm. you know so um it's just the weirdest thing to be like so comfortable with yourself now and so aware of your surroundings your emotions and your behaviors that it's like I could be by myself if I want to yeah, it's growth. It goes into growth. Some some girls, and I'm so glad I'm not like this. I've never been like this. I've always been like, you know, my friends be like, oh, we're we're going um we're going to this party. I know a trick that a narcissist uses to get you to do what they want. And if you're new here, I have narcissistic personality disorder. A narcissist will use subliminal manipulation tactics to get you to do what they want without asking you to do it. Typically, these tactics involve like triangulation where there's another person involved. Where if they want you to make changes without directly telling you to make changes, they will say somebody else does something better than you. Hey, look, she does this better than you. Like something like that. She's so good at giving back rubs or whatever. Dang. And in your mind, you don't want to lose this person. You don't want to lose a narcissistic person in your life. So guess what you get good at doing? You start giving back rubs. And back rubs is just an example. It could be anything else. It could be cooking, could be cleaning, could be you know giving them money. It's just a subtle way of getting you to do exactly what we want you to do without actually directly tell you, telling you to do it. So if you start giving back rubs without me asking you to give back rubs, I can always say, hey, look, I didn't ask you to do that. You didn't have to do that. Very, very sneaky and manipulative. Be on the lookout. Triangulation. <laughs> I don't want to go. Like, if I don't want to go, I don't want to go. Like, yeah. I, I, I think I, I'm being the only child, I spend so much time alone. So I, I'm, I like me. I don't mind spending time alone with me. I don't mind going to a bar and having a drink and some tacos and some, mm-hmm. and, and I'll talk to myself. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like when you have a friend that I like to say they act funny towards you. You know when a friend acts funny towards you and you're like, like, you keep saying, and they love when you do this. Is everything okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Well, you know it's nothing. So why are you acting funny towards me? I'm really, I just don't have time for it. You you don't. And I think like that, that used to be me, like having to have somebody say, you know, what's wrong. And then I needed to come and spill it out. But now, you know, working through things, it's like, okay, um, I don't like the way that you did this. Well, your perception is different from mine mm-hmm. and my growing up is different from yours. So what? you may think something's okay. And I don't, well, let's discuss it as friends. People don't like I- the truth. People do not I- like the truth. I agree. It's friends. You can't tell me what I did wrong or what's wrong. Then maybe we don't need to be friends because I don't want to feel like I know something wrong with you, but you won't tell me. Like then it's like, or is something? Is your insecurity eating up at you? Is that it? You know, because sometimes they're friends when the insecurity eat it, then they start acting funny because they don't know how to control it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the oh, communication factor. Uh-huh, my we both are plus size girls, but I am I, my body is a, a more curvier than hers. And right. I think she was a little insecure about that. We would go to the mall and I had a boyfriend, I wasn't checking for any guys, but she like she would like a guy and they would just come up and talk to me. But being the type of friend I am, I'll try to direct the conversation back on to, to include her if they try to leave her out. We right. get in the car to go back to the you know departments, she's not talking. All of a sudden she she's quiet. You know, I'm like, okay, here we go again. It was time for my birthday, um, my 18th birthday. You know, I'm looking, can you supposed to go out? She was supposed to drive. Mm-hmm. As soon as I walk in with my outfit, she's like, I don't want to go no more. I changed my mind. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, having those friends. That, I, yeah, was too, I, I didn't get it, you know? Right, right. Yeah, it's not that she was a narcissist, but sometimes friends, they can, sometimes when you feel a little insecurities, they can take it out on you and they don't even realize they're doing it too. So, yeah. And as you get older, well, I guess in my experience, I've learned to just communicate with my friends more of like, you know, Hey, I didn't like this or that's not how I see a friend and you learn. Do they receive it? Well, when you come to them and let them know, um, yeah, you know, and I've even had, um, one of my very close friends tell me the same thing. And, you know, I'm like, wow, you know, I didn't see it that way. Mm-hmm. But thanks for bringing it to my attention. Let me fix that. And that's a good friend where you're like, oh my gosh, like I, I did that. Like, oh, you know, they feel some type of empathy. And, you know, narcissists, they don't have any feelings. They don't care about how you feel. Mm-hmm. And that goes to the um next one. Like all of these are rolling out perfectly. The next <laughs> one is, it's everyone's fault, right? They can do no wrong. Like they mm-hmm. can do nobody wrong. They don't know mm-hmm. how to apologize. They don't see nothing that they did wrong. And those are the most worst people to even be around. Right. It's, it's, it's the most unbelievable thing to say, you just knocked over my water. No, I didn't. (laughs) Yes, you did. I just saw you. And I'm just using that as an example. Mm -hmm. And And it's like, no. They'll turn around and say, well, you shouldn't have had it right there. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. They're insane. And if some of you all are watching this and you probably going to dislike because you know we are talking about you. Like, they don't see their own wrongs. And it's like, it, it, you kind of you kind of look at them like, you're in disbelief. Yes. <laughs> you're in disbelief that people actually move this type of way. Like, it, it's, it's crazy. I don't, I don't know. It's one of the most craziest things. And if you know somebody like that out there and you're watching this, please let us know in the comments because I, I know that you know people like even relationship guys or, or females that cheat and do things wrong and you know like they're cheating be like 
oh, well, it's you because made me do it. you did this, you did this, and you wasn't doing that. So you're like, wait a minute now. How did your wrong turn into something I did? Right. It's, it's like, it's insane. It's delusion. <laughs> Just talking about it, it's like delusion. Yeah. So it, one, mm, go ahead. It's just unbelievable. You know, mm-hmm. like I said, it's like, you know, I I don't understand it at all. I, I think the more research I do, especially with doing this show, mm-hmm. it helped me see more and learn more about it, especially knowing that there are different types and that sometimes you can have partners and family members and friends, coworkers. And I, you know, I even came across an article that sometimes kids can be can have it in them too. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. It has to do with the parents, like how you treat them, you know, how you're trying to raise them and so forth and so forth. We all have some sort of narcissistic tendency. It's just right. what level. Mm-hmm. As long as you notice it, I think that you always, you got to notice what you're doing. You got to be able to check yourself. Right. You got to be able to check yourself. Like, okay, wait a minute. Let me get myself under control. The next one is the fear of abandonment. That is their biggest nightmare is being alone. Like that voicemail you heard, I really don't know what is wrong with N.O. It's been years since we've been intimate. It's been like 2017. I don't know what I think the fear of abandonment is. Like whoever those older females that you were dealing with, they must have got tired of your mess. Right. But now you're alone and you just calling people on your phone. You don't got, no, it doesn't work like that. They hate being alone. Narcissists being single, nobody wants them. Oh, it's the end of the world. You know, I have never, it's always the narcissist that moves on quicker than the person that gets out of the narcissistic relationship. And it was always interesting to me when I got divorced, you know, my ex-husband, man, he had a girlfriend. I couldn't believe in that amount of time, you know, and I'm not saying that I didn't go out and date and I did have a brief relationship, but it's like, okay, I found out quickly. I needed to go and continue to work more on myself. Right. And then it's like, okay, when that situation didn't work, they just going to scramble to find somebody else. Mm-hmm. And then that relationship didn't work, they either going to go find somebody else try to go back forward to somebody they already had. Like, yeah. if you're telling the narcissist that you're going to leave them, it's over. Mm. No, they would rather end it with you. They don't want you to end it with them. They'd rather end it with you because they feel like they one of you. And um, I, I don't know. I think that's a little, that's, that's sticking in too. Because it's not a competition when you play with people feelings. Right. But they don't, they, they only think of their own. Mm-hmm. It's their feelings. You know, they don't, they don't worry about how you feel this and that, mm-hmm. you know, the covert um, narcissist, he screams, yells, calls names, wants to just not, like you said, not have any words in there. And it's just like, wow, what did I do to deserve this? Mm-hmm. They love playing the victim. Like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll come up with anything. Like, oh my gosh. Like, oh, oh, my cat died. Cat, make nothing wrong with the cat. They just want to get the car with them. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, leave it. There's nothing wrong with that cat. Like, right. they don't do anything. They just, like, it leads to the last one on the list. They live in a fantasy tale. Like, they believe they made up this entire story in their head. And only person that it's like their story. They're right. gonna write and they're writing the, they're writing the chapter. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It would you know, there's always that story of a narcissist and it was great. The marriage or relationship was wonderful. I have no idea what her or his problem was. 
both of you. I mean, it takes two. Mm -hmm. I think that's, and you know what's so crazy going back to narcissist parents too? I think I was talking about this um, TikTok or something about, you know how situations where like there's a, a narcissist in a relationship and a woman, she's stuck in a relationship, the family will enable it. They're, 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 I mean, literally, they will tell, this man could slaughter their daughter. And yep. they'd be like, you know, no, no, he was such a good boy. Mm -hmm. He took care of her. He took care of the kids. Right. Like, okay, so, oh, I get it. Narcissist yep. parents don't raise a narcissist child. And mm -hmm. now you all are just a narcissist family that nobody can do any wrong. He can't do any wrong. And right. I'm pretty sure that case, unfortunately, that case with Gabby, I don't know. I, I got a little hint that that's where we're going to go. I could just see how the family was talking. I said, okay, here we go. Yeah. Here we go. Everybody sees that it was a problem except for you all. Okay. Right. Living right. in the fantasy world where this is not fantasy. You're just, I don't want to call them crazy. <laughs> it is there is craziness you know the family is the biggest struggle to work around because like you said they do nothing wrong it's always you mm -hmm. yet they all person has had failed relationships all their life mm -hmm. even like you know you can come to a family member and say hey I such and such, they're not doing this, they're not doing that, they're not doing that. And they'll turn around and put it on you like, okay, but what are you not doing? Right. Like, wait a minute now. <laughs> wait, like, I just told, like, I just told you that this person was abusing and you don't put it on me. And there are so many women in situations like that where they can't even come to their own family or mm -hmm. anything because you're going to put it on them. Right. That's another episode for another day. Uh, yeah. Oh, you know, my gosh. And the worst thing that I noticed on your thing, now that I think about it, is the worst thing that narcissists do is give you that silent treatment. Ooh. And they will not talk to you. It's like, I mean, you are a ghost. They are looking straight um, at you, through you, and they will not give you an answer of anything. That is the worst form of like mental torture. Oh, so what? The, so have you dealt with that? Like, what is their purpose? Is it kind of like they're trying to mind fuck you? Yeah, I mean, that's a good way of saying it. Um, mm -hmm. It's just a control tactic. They want to control everything. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. You know, this episode has been so informative because I'm sitting here like, I, I swear, like, I've already cut news off left and right. But now I got some extra stuff to look for. Yes, and you know, <laughs> you know, um, I've told you many stories, you know, about my dating life and so forth. And it's the truth. It's like, part of me is like, um, well, let me pick up on this situation because I don't want to put it into this situation. And they show you, they will show you quickly who they are. And Ooh, it was like, and I would be like are, believe them. right. And I give people many, many chances until it was time to be like, I was the one hurt. So looking at those red flags and understanding and asking a lot of questions for me is huge. Mm -hmm. You learn. I mean, it's literally, I think uh, even as, Women especially, we can learn from each other too. Because just because you ain't been through that on me, that you won't run into one and listen to somebody else's story and another woman what she's been through, it doesn't make her weak. It makes her strong because she went through something and she learned from it. And then she's here to tell you what she's been through too. I think that is very, very, very important. Now, even though I, we both dealt with different types of, of, of narcissists and stuff like that, but now I know from our conversation privately that we have, like, okay. Oh, if I come across a guy, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna, I can kind of spot out some things that maybe I didn't know. But this is a whole new terminology 
that we are learning because we just thought people was foolish and crazy. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, like you said, you just learned it over the last year. I had no idea what narcissists were until, you know, I finally left. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, TikTok, I know people be TikToks, me, YouTube, little videos. They really are like teaching us because a lot of people are being bold and open to come out and talk about their experiences, talk about dealing with narcissists, and also, like that gentleman that I posted talking about him being one, realizing he was one when his last marriage failed, even learning from it. You, know, you got to be able to learn. You all can change. That's the thing. You, you do. You can, you can you change. Can. Yeah, you can. I mean, you have to just be more aware of everything. You know, that was my struggle and my issues is like, I didn't want to be a statistic. You know, I didn't want to say, oh, I've got to go through therapy or I I have this trauma or this childhood issue and working through those things is the most scariest thing, but it's most freeing, you know, because Mm -hmm. then I don't care. I don't care what anybody thinks I'm by myself. Um, you know, I don't, I don't have that shame anymore to say, you know what, I was with a narcissist. I went to therapy. I also got a life coach, you know, um, she was so pivotal in me getting my self-esteem, you know, um, confidence and just finding what just likes right that's great advice that's leading to like as we get to the end like talking about you went through therapy and stuff like that like is there any type of tips that we can give other women i know one thing for me is spending some time alone it's mm-hmm. okay to be single you all like i spent my entire 20s single i know black people be thinking i'm lying i've dated <laughs> i've been talking to them as far as having a boyfriend no, I have not. I spent after I got cheated on for four years, that literally brought me down all the way low. Okay, that brought me all, and I was too young with a new child to be dealing with that. So I had to spend some time alone. And once I started spending like two to three years alone, then it was time to date. I was like, I'm not really, no, I'm not, I'm not gonna get through that again. I'm not dealing with that again. So spend time alone. It's okay to be single. Mm -hmm. It absolutely is. You know, I'm so grateful for the last guy that I had had a relationship with. We're still very friendly, you know, but I'm grateful for the conversation. And um, when I finally got a chance to be by myself, to just sit in those feelings, emotions, and trying to um, work on myself so much, Mm -hmm. it's almost to the point where I'm like, oh, do I want to bring somebody into my life? Do I want to, to, to work through that again? Because it's scary. I'm sure it's scary for you. You know, you were cheated on for four years. Shit. I was through something for seven years. Yeah, I, I really was. I, I mean, I think, you know, I think, you know what it was to go back to the embarrassment. I was embarrassed because, you know, sometimes you're really embarrassed, especially when everybody else knows that you're being cheated on. And it's like, you keep going back. You keep going. It, it's embarrassing. It really is embarrassing. So I, I kind of vowed to myself, like, I can't, I cannot go do that again. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of people say, I, you know, I'm, I'm not careless when it comes to people. I'm just careful. So right. if you like me, you want to be with me, and I don't want to be with you, I'm considering myself. Right. And it's, you have to like, look at it like this. And I said this uh, today, I said, I got to look out for my well-being. Mm-hmm. What's good for Jessica? So a lot of people think that that's selfish. It's not because at the end of the day, you only have you. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. You and you are you gonna die alone. You came in this 
earth alone, you're going to die alone. And that same person is like, what, what about me? What about me? Uh, I feel especially when you got kids. We, we got kids, okay? Mm-hmm. So I think when you have kids and you are a single parent dating, that's a whole different ballgame because you're not just dating just for you. You got babies that you got to put in. Cause it's like a package deal. I feel like people who are just single, you know, it's easy for you to, you know, navigate. You can take little chances. But when you have kids, you can't get taking chances. Like you got to be extra careful. Right. right. Okay. Bringing a narcissist in your household, that can affect, oh my gosh. That thing yeah. about, it made me think about something like my childhood, what my mom did. Bring her partner, part just moved on in, just ain't even consult with me or anything. And the lady just rude. You know, you can hear little negative things. You know how somebody's insecure in themselves? Mm-hmm. That we don't realize that grown people can be jealous of kids. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and I mean, as as a mom, you have to figure out where your priorities are as well. You know, um, mm-hmm. my kids are older. So yes, my priorities are on my kids, but I'm also getting to the point to where I need to put myself as a priority as well. I love it. I'm trying to do that now. My daughter going to her dad's house fall break. I told him she was coming. Okay. Mm-hmm. So mommy needs a break because sometimes you just, it's hard sometimes to get out of deep depression with your mom. Cause you really, you can't really let your kids see you sweat. Okay. <laughs> right. Well, and, and, and a lot of my kids, a lot of the times my kids saw a lot of things that they probably shouldn't have. Mm, okay. And so, you know, but all my girls, they went through um, therapy as well because it oh, was important. Wow. So did you, oh, amazing. Okay. I think that's a great, great, that was, I think that's great, great advice. Like not even worry about yourself getting therapy, but what about the babies too? Mm-hmm. They've seen a lot and they've been through a lot. And I'm, I'm, I'm 30 years old, people, and I'm, well, I'm not 30. Well, by the time people see this, I'll be 30 already. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a lot of things that I'm still dealing with that I didn't even realize that bothered me so much, you know? Mm-hmm. Like little things that you hear as a kid, you know, little family members say this or things like you don't really, you push it in the back of your head, maybe you're a poor grown adult and you remember it. And then it does something to you. Yeah. It does. It sits with you for for a long time, you know, I'm 42 years old and there's things that I have to unlearn, you know, mm-hmm. that it's not going to be done in a week. It's not going to be done in a year. It may take years, but I have to be honest, right. and open with the people that, well, especially the men that want to date me. Look, this is me. Like, this is my list. Okay. This is what happens. You know, okay. this, 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 if you can handle it, great. If you can't, I'm fine with that. I may be alone mm-hmm. for the rest of my life. Right. I think that's amazing to just let the person know, hey, I've been through some shit, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not saying, you know, stick around for it, but just know that how I handle situations, maybe I let guys know why I'm a little stubborn, okay? People say I'm a little stubborn. It's because I, I, I just hold on to my independence so much, and it's like, I don't want, I want to be able to speak for me. Right. Right. I don't never want to lose control. So I hold on to this. I may be a little stubborn, but I'm softening up. I'm getting better. Uh, You know, and I'm learning that too. I'm learning to be more feminine. And Mm -hmm. people are like, feminine, you're a woman. Well, I'm a boss at work. I'm a boss at home. I'm a boss here. I'm a boss there. I want to be a woman. Like that pose. You want to be with somebody that makes you feel soft. Yes. Trust issues. It's like if I don't trust you, 
Oh my God, that was such a great point. It's like you have to, we have to trust you as a woman that everything's gonna be okay. Right. Like I feel safe. Feel safe. Not just physically safe. <laughs> I want to make sure that you are paying the mortgage like you said you're gonna pay the mortgage. And I want to make sure. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's perfect because that's the one thing you know that narcissists do. They will hold shit like that over your head. Well, then I'm not gonna mm-hmm. pay the mortgage. Right. And then you come home from work and you got a letter on your note. Right. No, I, I, I can't. I, I just can't. Somebody that you know that, okay, if I come to them and tell them about how I truly feel, they're not going to hold it against me. They're going to listen and they're going to accept it. That's all those to feel it safe. Now, do you have any books that you actually read that you uh, might, um, can recommend? Absolutely. The best, the, excuse me, the best book that I read was Power. And I know that I'm going to probably butcher her name. It's, um, Shahida Arabi, S-H-A-H-I-D-A-A-R-A-B-I. And it's it's called Power. It was the best book that I've ever read when it comes to narcissists. Um, it gives you such a breakdown of everything. Mm, okay. Okay, I see it here. With like a colorful... Um... Yep, with a birdcage. Okay. Yes, I see it. Okay, I'm going to save it bookmark this for Amazon so I can put this in the link for bio in the bio for everybody to click and watch it. I'm gonna go get it for my book for Amazon too because I like to keep books and read them on my little lunch break and stuff like that. Read a few chapters. So what did you learn from that book? Like um you know I learned a lot of the stuff that we've talked about, you know, um how to handle a narcissist when you're leaving, you know, mm-hmm. when what you need to get yourself in order because it's almost like you're leaving an abusive relationship. I mean, you have got to mention emotional abuse. Emotional abuse is like, yeah. I have experienced physical abuse, but I know emotional abuse. When somebody just brings you down low, oh, it's hard to dig yourself out. Yeah, very, (laughs) very. And I had to just, you know, I had to find a support system that was just going to be yay for Jessica for, for whatever. You know, Mm -hmm. the crying, the why me, the why did he do this? Why did he do that? You know, it's, it's everywhere. Pod, you know, podcasts, YouTubes, um, books, you know, I just filled my brain with knowledge of a narcissist. Mm -hmm. And I I like that that more people are okay with talking about what they did. You know, sometimes I'll be the first one to admit I used to be embarrassed to talk about what I was going through. Like when my ex was cheating on me, I wouldn't even tell my friends. I know a lot of people are more open these days. They make tea. I was embarrassed to say, okay, I found out he's cheating again. I found something in his phone. I was too embarrassed. So I kept a lot of stuff alone. Like right. literally. I would, you know, go to school, go to the car, cry, you know, things like that. So I kept a lot of things um, to myself. So I think I'm glad we have open forums where women are able to talk about it, talk about these things, but like, girl, I went through that too. It makes you feel like, okay, okay, I'm not crazy. Okay. Right. Or if you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have somebody else who's beautiful, who's successful, but she went through it too, so we all can go through it. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love this episode. <laughs> oh. so how was that? Yeah. Amazing. It was great. I appreciate you so much because you let me just come on and just tell you a little bit of my story and what mm-hmm. I've learned. And, you know, I just am a supporter of women now, you know, mm-hmm. whatever is supportive to women. I just want to mm-hmm. do the, you know, it's that women empowerment. We all got to be yeah. a group.